Welcome to Understanding the Law. Your host for the program is Peter Lamont. Mr. Lamont is a business and personal law attorney and the principal of the law offices of Peter J. Lamont. The firm has offices in New Jersey, New York, Colorado, Puerto Rico, and affiliated offices throughout the country. Understanding the Law is a weekly radio broadcast discussing a variety of legal topics that affect our listeners. Please note that this broadcast does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any of our listeners. As always, we welcome calls from our listeners. If you wish to discuss any of today's topics, please call our switchboard at 347-855-8831. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, thank you for joining me. Welcome to episode 57. Uh, Today we have a very, very interesting and special guest, Cord McCoy. Um, He's going to talk about himself and his experiences, both as a business owner, um, as a contestant on The Amazing Race, and we're going to talk about how overcoming adversity and dealing with challenges and issues that come up in your life as well as in your business life can be dealt with and how you can turn that around into a positive. So we're going to introduce Cord in one second, but I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. Today's show is sponsored by Pogan Pole, the world's oldest and leading cabinet manufacturer. Pogan Pole can be located throughout the United States at one of its various corporate showrooms as well as its dealer network. For more information about Pogan Pole, please visit, visit them online at www.poganpole.com. Cord, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hey, Peter, thanks for having me, man. It's good stuff, good stuff. So, uh, most people who follow The Amazing Race, they know who you are, you and your brother. You know, you're a very, very popular contestant on that show. Um, But before we talk about the show and talk about, um, you know, how you've overcome your own adversities, let's get a little bit of background about you. What uh, what can you tell us about yourself? You know, it's crazy because as a professional bull rider, um, I've carried a rigging bag, which a rigging bag is just what you you carry all your uh, your riding equipment in. Uh, I've carried that bag around for twenty something years uh, as a professional bull rider. Uh, I started riding actually in the rodeo arena when I was five years old, and and did all the the junior rodeos. But by the time I was a uh, sophomore in high school, I was making a living being a professional bull rider, and um, actually I was winning trucks and trailers and all kinds of stuff when I was in high school. I was making more than my, my teachers were. I got a full-ride <laughs> scholarship to go to uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University on a uh, on a rodeo team out in West, uh, Western Oklahoma. And, uh, well, after college, uh, I got a college degree, and I didn't really fill out any resumes. I just went straight into professional bull riding. But to bring that back to the amazing race, I do that my whole life, my career, I mean, all, all the – all the scars and uh, bumps and bruises and breaks that I've had uh, come from that. And I take a, a backpack for 30 days, and most of the world knows Jet and I from the Amazing Race. And, wow, it, what, what what an experience. I mean, to be able to see the world and uh, and do some, some pretty amazing things. They they had named it so appropriate for the Amazing Race. I think they, uh, I think they, they nailed it right on the head for, uh, for the name. So how did you get from bull riding onto the Amazing Race? Did you audition? How did that whole thing work? 
Well, that's that's pretty tricky. I was leaving uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days, uh, the 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 Cheyenne, Wyoming, the big rodeo there. They call it the Daddy of them all. It's the biggest rodeo uh, in the summer in the world. And uh, I was I was driving back to Oklahoma, and Jet called me up. And uh, I don't know how well you know my brother Jet, but he's kind of a horse trader anyway. So uh, he's like, Cord, I got a great idea. Two man team racing around the world pays a million dollars. He said. Uh, you know, this is what all you have to do, and this is, uh, you know, this is why we should race. So after about a 30-minute phone call, uh, I, I was ready to jump off a cliff or eat whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was, I, was, I was ready to go. So, uh, you know, Jet and I, we came home, and, you know, we did a little, uh, we, you have to fill out a bio and do all this, and then, you know, send like a 20-second video in, uh, you know, to the the race company there, and, uh you know, I didn't know how country we were, you know, of course, until, until then, because it was like, you know, hi, I'm Cord McCoy, it's my brother Jet, you know, he's professional bull riders, bronc riders, you know, we're, we're going to win the race, you know, and that, that was kind of how it uh, how it started, and uh, about 30 days later, we get a phone call back, you know, asking if we'd come to California and interview for it, and uh, here, here's Jet again, he's like, yeah, you guys, you guys want to buy the plane ticket, we'll come out there, you know, so <laughs> we went out there, and <laughs> Uh, you know, you think uh, you think we stick out like sore thumbs when we're in China. We stiff, stick out like sore thumbs when we're in Los Angeles, same way. And uh, you know, the, I remember I remember walking into that room uh, for the very first interview, and there's people, you know, from the Amazing Race and CBS, you know, everybody from New York City, Los Angeles, and uh, the first thing they asked me and Jet before we even hardly sat down there, like, well, what are you guys gonna wear on this race? And uh, me and Jet just looked at each other. Of course, we're wearing the same thing I'm wearing right now. I got, you know, hat, a long sleeve shirt, and boots. And uh, we're like, well, we're ready to go right now. Just whenever, uh, whenever you guys want to start the race. <laughs> so that was uh, that was kind of how it how it all started for us. Well, you know, people in preparing for this show asked me, well, you know, you guys have a, a law and business show. How does Cord McCoy fit into this? Typically, you know, you interview guests that are either involved in legal matters or, um, you know, business owners, things like that. And here's what I said to them. I said, you know, it doesn't make a difference whether you're looking at the success of a business or the success of a person or success, you know, as a student, whatever it might be. Success is one element, all unto itself. It's success. And I think that um, people can learn a tremendous amount from you. There are so many lessons that I think you can teach businesses, small businesses, large businesses, as well as individuals, because, you know, what you have is so real and, and so unique. Um, one of the things that, you know, stands out, and I think that people see it is, you're a, you're a professional bull rider. I mean, it's not like you're sitting behind a desk and everything's just easy and everything's, you know, oh, here's my cup of coffee. Let me go stand over by the water cooler. You're working hard. And it's it's not well, a profession I, that's for everybody. I, I think people kind of get a little bit uh, misled because they turn on the TV on Saturday night and they watch this guy, um, you know, ride – a, a really ranked bull, a really one of the top bulls in the world. Well, they see and they think, well, he, the guy just, you know, he just put in eight seconds, and you know, 
gets twenty thousand dollars. Well, those other six days, they they don't they don't put they don't air how many time how many other bulls he got on at, at his house, how much training he did, actually how many. Well, we'll say how many bones he broke before then to get to that to that uh, to that level. Um, it, it's a very very trying sport. Here at my house, uh, my mom and dad have a bucking machine in their front yard. I mean, like like the ones they have in all the the bars and stuff. Like right. we grew up riding that. And I've got a um, I've got a rodeo arena here at my house that um, just for me personally to practice. Um, I hauled three semi-loads of sand in there just to soften it up to, you know, because you don't want to break your leg right here at your own practice pen before you go to, you know, Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, I think there, there, there's so much preparation, and, and, and uh, I think people might overlook it as a, as a, as a business and shoot to, to speak of law. You know, there's a, especially, you know, hanging signs up here or kind of watching who you let come right at your place and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I think anybody uh, out there in the world today has got to worry about just different legal stuff that, uh, you know, that, that are, you watch it, watch other people reach up and bite them that you're like, oh, whatever you do, don't, you know, don't let this this happen. So uh, I think we're all kind of tiptoeing around uh, some, of the, some of the legal matters that's going on in the world today. Yeah, well, you know, you, a lot of people don't realize it, but you also – have your own business. You are a business owner. Um, but to touch on one of the things that you just raised, you don't see how much work and effort goes into your eight-second ride. And I think that you're exactly right. I don't think people understand. Um, I think that kids today, if you look at, at the younger generation, kids coming out of high school and college, they've got this sense of entitlement. They think that they're just owed success or they're owed a job. And they don't understand the amount of time and effort that you put into the preparation of what you're doing. I mean, the day you ride the bull and, you know, you're in the contest, you know, this is your day. That's nothing compared to the hours that you've put in. And I think that people have to understand that, you know, there's no magic bullet. There's nothing that's going to make you a success overnight. It really comes down to hard work. Do you agree that, you know, success... I mean, people say it's, you you were lucky, but don't you agree that success is is attained through hard work and preparation? You know, I I, I couldn't agree with you more in the, in the in that sense as well, uh, because when I'm out there every day of the week, um, you know, either either running or getting in shape or riding horses, the bucking machine, what all the these these things, these training things that I do. When I've done all of those throughout that week, I've put everything that I've got into my sport. When I crawl over that bucket chute to get on a bull that weighs 1,800 pounds, but doing all those other things is what gives me that sense of, of confidence in my business, that I'm ready. I'm ready to go do um, what I'm prepared to do. And I, I think you can relate that to any business. If you're getting up to give a speech, um, if you don't know your business, if you don't know what's really going on um, – you know, I think that confidence is is pretty tough to attain unless you've you've put in the work and you've you've prepared yourself and your body, uh, you know, for for what you're about to do. And and I relate bull riding a lot to to baseball. And I'm like, do you ever wonder, you know, how these guys can can get up there and hit a 90 mile an hour baseball, a fastball? I mean, that 
that's something that you just don't get up there and you know, you react fast. That guy has been up to that plate and swung that bat a million times. You know, that's how you that's how you hit a ninety mile an hour fastball. You get up there and you practice and you practice and you practice. Bulldogging is the same way. Your mind just cannot think fast enough to react as fast as the bull's moving. I mean, you you don't have time to think about it. You can't say, well, the bull you know rolled and went left. So how do I react to that? You just got you got to get up there and do it. You don't have time to uh, to just uh, to, to think about it as it's going. It's kind of like a kind of like a, a golf swing. You just got to uh, kind of let it go. Yeah, right. And that's that comes from putting in that time in the practice arena and, and really doing you know your your practice with respect to the the actual sport, the riding of the bulls. But you said something also interesting: keeping yourself physically fit, mentally fit. All of these things that make you, a successful biz, biz, uh, bull rider, can be applied to people in business because it's the same idea, you know, keep your mind in shape, keep your body in shape, and, you know, if you want something, you have to work for it. It's not just going to come because you think you're entitled to it. You know, you wouldn't be where you are today had it not been for the hours and hours of practice, right? Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't know how anybody would expect, um, you know, to just because I own a hat and I own a, a bull rope uh, would would make me a success. You know, at at the end of the year, they they give uh, they give a gold buckle out to the, the the number one guy, and you know, and I said it right there, and it was so wrong. They don't give those buckles away. I mean, it's 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 something that. Uh, that guy earned. I mean, you just you just think of the the blood and the sweat and how many uh, stitches and broken bones that that guy had to had to get out there and and he earned that buckle. And I, I think um, you know any, anything in business, unless you're talking about winning the lottery, uh, you know these people are are earning their position and earning where they're where they're going. Um, you know, and, and I think that for this ranch here. Um, you know, I have so much pride into it because, uh, you know, I remember when I, when I built that fence right there and, um, you know, when I won this rodeo, I got to, to, to build this arena here and, you know, so everything is, uh, it's, it's my own business, but I built it with my own hands as well. So there's so much more sense and pride in it that, uh, you know, somebody didn't give it to me. Right. Right, and I, I think that so many people see successful people like yourself, but they see the end product. They don't see what went into it. And I think that's a very important lesson for young entrepreneurs, small businesses, and people just coming out of college who are interested in getting into a particular field. You must work hard. There's no substitute for it. There is, you know, one in a million you win the lottery, but if you put all that effort and focus into what you're doing, You've got, you know, a much greater chance of being a success versus, you know, a gamble or waiting for luck. Now, something so, else. You know that, how many how many opportunities that uh, I've had to to give up in in a sense. You know, that was doing an interview the other day, and and they they asked me they was like, what's the what's the best thing and the worst thing about being a professional bull rider? And I was like, of course, the best thing is those 
those bright lights, you know, when they announce your name and the crowd goes wild and you're, you spotlight and wave. And they said, what's the worst thing? And I said, those bright lights, you know, when, they, <laughs> when they've got you laid down on a hospital bed and they're sewing your face back together. I mean, I had a, a bull hit me in the ear and about ripped my ear completely off and, um, you know, broke my femur, broke the same arm five times and had plates and screws in and out of it. Um, you know, I had a horse you know, drag me across the whole parking lot, uh, horse kicked me in the head and crushed my skull. I had to learn to walk and talk again, you know, for eight months. I went to speech therapy to learn to, to talk again. So, you know, back to what we were talking about, th- this is not something somebody gave to me. It's not something that, um, you know, working on this ranch is just because, um, you know, I, I rode the right bull the right day. No, I've been knocked down hundreds and hundreds of times. But what 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 makes this place so valuable to me is uh, is the hundred and one times I got up and dusted myself off, and I, I can relate that to business or you know, and people watch me and Jet on the Amazing Race and like, oh, you know, you guys just go through it, and um, and and you think, man, I've had some adversity just a little bit more than uh, the race. Yeah, you want to get frustrated. Yeah, you want to you want to win the million dollars, but. Uh, <laughs> In some situation, if that's the worst thing that happens to me in life, heck yeah, man, let's 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 roll because uh, you know I've 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 looked a, a two thousand pound animal in the eye and and, and knew that I wasn't going to win. Uh, so yes, I think I think what makes me who I am today is is those adversities that's 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 created me. Yeah. But right now, you know, we have a we have a uh, we raise bucking bulls and sell them. You know, actually around the world now, um, but that business has came from, you know, what I put in in the in the years past that I earned the respect from all these other guys. That when I call them up and say, "Hey, you know, this is what I've got. This is the the product that needs to get out there," uh, they know the kind of person I am. That uh, as far as a, a stand up cowboy, they could that would tell them the truth. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's helped me through my whole business. Well, let's let's take one step back and let's talk about the adversity because I think that's a very critical component to the success of business and in life because you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad things happen to you. You're going to have sometimes insurmountable odds where you look at something and you say, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. And, you know, you have a really, really interesting story. You started to mention it. You talked about how you had to learn to talk again. Tell us about that accident and how that changed your life and how much, you know, you had to overcome because I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, yeah, you've been working hard, working hard. You've got this terrible accident and you don't give up. You keep going. So let's talk about that. Well, in uh, in, in September of 2004, I actually rode in a, uh, a rodeo in Florida and caught a caught a flight back to Oklahoma City, and uh, it was actually was riding in this this the state fair uh, rodeo there in Oklahoma City, and my family came up there to watch. Anytime I'm riding in Oklahoma, they'll they'll try to uh, come watch, and uh, it was kind of it was Championship Sunday, and I come off the back of this uh, saddle bronc horse, a bucking horse. And when I was right behind the horse, he kicked out, and the end of his hoof caught me in the side of the head and just just crushed my skull, just like you would crush a Coke can. Well, 
the last thing I remember was getting off the plane. The rest of the stuff I told you, stuff that I had heard or pictures that I'd seen. About a week later, um, I wake up uh, intensive care, and my family is just looking over me. And, you know, I, at first they didn't even know that I was going to live. And then, you know, later they didn't even know if I was going to be mentally stable. So, you know, to, to fast forward later, um, you know, eight months of physical therapy, they said, if you can get up and uh, brush your teeth, put your pants on, we'll let you go. So I got up, brushed my teeth, put my pants on, and walked out. Even when I was home, I would have to do speech therapy uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, you know, and can, kind of what they had told me, that my brain had been bruised so bad. Like, the same information was in there. It was just finding it. So, right. Well, now, how did you personally rewind, deal with that? How did you deal with that? It it, it was tough. I think there there was a sense of time that, that you, you, you know, they had a specialist come in and, 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 and ask me about depression and things like that. Well, the Pinnacle Rehabilitation Center that I was in, you look to my left, this guy uh, had a stroke. You look to my right, this lady, you know, was was in a wheelchair. You know, th- there was people that had, you think that you had adversity. I, I mean, I was glad to be alive. You know, people talked about bull riding and things like that, and I, I just, um, you know, I, I, was, I was glad to be alive. And I, and I had that sense of appreciation. But... The further I went from that day, you know, even when I come to the ranch, I had like a little bicycle helmet that I had. Even if I went outside to feed the horses, I had to wear this helmet because, you know, my, my skull was soft like a like a baby after that. Right. And every day that I would get away from that uh, that accident, I wanted to go back in the arena more. And, and, and I, I think finally, you know, after a year later, I thought, well, you know what, if – if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out doing something I love doing, and that's you know that's what that's what brought me back. Um, and I, I think a little bit of it was just to prove that I could or that I would. Um, you know, and, and and looking back, it's it's kind of like we we talked earlier about just kind of getting up and dusting yourself off and going back for more. Um, you know, and 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 it gives you a more appreciation for what you've done and. Uh, you know, more more value in in your success in a sense. Well, now you know what if you you look at a lot of people in this world, something like that happens to them and they can't come back from that. You know, they mentally give up. It happens in business. You know, it happens in real you know personal lives. What were you thinking? How did you motivate yourself? Oh. Man. You know, I, th- I think I think it was a little bit tricky, and I can't say that you know after the accident I didn't I didn't do a little bit of oh you know poor little old me, but uh, you know my family wouldn't let me do that uh, too much. They go, all right, you know, you don't you don't feel sorry for yourself. Now let's get up and let's go do something. Let's you know let's make the best of what we've got. You know, so I don't I don't think there's an easy way, but we all know that in life that there's going to be things like this that we have to deal with um, and just looking ahead that, hey, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to have more injuries. I'm going to have more difficulties. This is what I'm going to do when it comes up. You know, if I break my leg again, I'm going to, I'm going to let the doctors fix it as good as I can. I'm going to, I'm going to 
rehab it, and I'm gonna be right back in the business. I mean, it, it's not gonna take me long. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit around, um, you know. And if 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 I have, uh, you know, this business problem, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna fix it, and I'm gonna move on to the next problem. Um, and I think I think just looking ahead to know that you know those those things are gonna happen. I mean, even the Bible talks about the trials that we're gonna have. So I mean, don't 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 act like it's a surprise because we knew that we knew they were coming. And, uh, yeah. and I think just just deal with it and move it on and getting it the faster you can get get it behind you, the better off you are. You know, and it sounds like you had support of your family, which is is critical. You know, and you apply that to a business world. You know, you can have support of your family if you're a business owner. I think that's very important. And I think that to have the support of your colleagues when you're in business, um, you know, in, in more of a, a corporate setting, I think that's important too. But it all comes down to to you. When you have adversity and you face things that look so insurmountable, it's you, right? I mean, nobody, you could have your family telling you, oh, come on, you know, you got you to, Pick yourself up. You gotta, you know, get better and move yeah. on and try again. But you have to believe that, right? I mean, nobody can make you get up. No, no, and I don't, nobody, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna ride the bull for you. Nobody's gonna hold you up. I mean, I think that's something that uh, that you mentally have to to make that decision that, <laughs> hey, I know, I know it got bad, but. I'm getting up and I'm moving on, and I, th- I think um, you know we, we when we're driving to work in the morning, you know we have adversity, and I think um, I'd say don't let that adversity be a surprise. It's just you know dealing with it um, the best way and moving on. I think is the is is the is the key. I think that's the success in the you know in, in anything. Um, you know, I, I don't remember them giving awards away uh, to anybody that that, I, that didn't earn it, and I think that's uh, you know they don't they don't they don't put on the awards all the adversity, and I think that's where people are, are, are missing out. That if you if you realize, you know, to make it this far in this business, these are the things that you're going to you know more than likely go through. Uh, you know, and I think uh, whether it's you know work or investments or things like that, there's going to be days that uh, just ain't all rosies. Yeah, but you know, you, you talked about being in, in the rehab facility and looking at the other people and seeing what they were dealing with, and and you know, being thankful that you were able to, you know, not be in the the terrible condition that they were, and you know, it seems to me that you focused. And I think this is important. I think you focused on the things that, that were going to help you. You focused on the positives, the fact that, you know, you right. were here, you were alive. And then you talk about how, you know, you, you know that you've got adversity and you know it's coming every day, but it's what you focus on because you were saying that you look at the problem and you say, all right, I'm going to fix it and then move to the next one. So you must personally focus on things differently than people who are, you know, constantly down in the dumps and saying, this isn't going to work. You know, is that, is that true? You focus on, on more I, the positive? I, I, would, I, would, I would say so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, keeping yourself positive is, 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 has its own value to it. 
because, uh, you know, me and, and person B over here could have the exact same day. And if if I talk about the positive things and I highlight the positive things to my other friends or just say just to myself, and I'm like, man, you know, when I just, you know, I, I found a $20 bill here and I, you know, did this and I and made it right across the street before the, you know, the big truck came, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, you know, Thank God that all this 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 happened, and the next guy says, "I found twenty, and then I lost forty. You know, or you know, and he just it can't just cannot get enough. And I think, uh, you know, I think that we have a lot of, of value in life just being able to to live it. That uh, you know, I think taking it positive, um, you know, and I think it carry carries on. You know, when you're a positive person. Not only people around you, but the the, the business that you're involved in. Um, you know, you, when you're always looking for the good things, and I think it makes you uh, way more effective in anything that you do. Now, I think that's a very very important lesson for people to learn. You know, whether you are a, a, you know a small business owner or a large company, or you know an employee in one of these large companies. You are responsible for yourself and, and focus on the positives. Look around you and see that things are not that bad. I mean, there's, there's always something positive to focus on. And what you focus on really determines the way that your mind processes and handles problems. You know, if you're focused on the problem and how negative it is and how terrible this is, your brain doesn't try to help you find a solution to the problem. It just sits there and says, yeah, you know, that yeah, it sucks for you. But if you focus yeah. on, hey, all right, let's, how can I fix this, which is what you said. And that's, you know, that's such a, an important lesson for people to learn. You know, something else that you talked about when you were talking about uh, the fact that you raise and sell these Broncos, you said that people know that they can trust you because you have a business based on integrity. And that's something that's so important and so lacking in so many businesses. You know, when years and years ago, right, I mean, people used to shake hands. And that's how business deals were done. And nowadays it's here's a 55-page contract. Right. How, do, right. how do you – How do you? well, first of all, how important to you is integrity and your word and a lot of these sort of uh, old-fashioned, if you will – ways of doing business how important is it like when you give somebody your word to you is that just as good as a 55 page signed contract oh well it, it it's 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 better because i don't have the 55 page contract and and i and i'll i'll stand behind the uh the, the handshake uh probably more than most people will stand behind the 55 page contract um because i mean that's what um i i told somebody and i think that you know, it's it's my my name and my brand stamped on it. You know, not just me, but you know, my dad and my granddad. I mean, this is this is something that we stand behind. Uh, you know, for for coming from this this ranch, this is this is the value that you get. And you know, I may just make five hundred dollars off this you know this particular animal. You know, and the other guy's trying to make uh, fifty thousand, but you know, I know that 
what the work that I've put into it and the, the value that he, he's probably going to come back and, and get another one. It's not the last time I'm going to do I'm going to be doing business with this particular guy for the next, you know, 50 years or, you know, however long I'm alive. And I think that, uh, you know, putting more value in that and, uh, you know, making a good deal for, for me and the, the, uh, and the consumer. So I, I think people kind of get in a hurry on, you know, let's make it big right now and, and let's go on. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, taking value in the, in the, in what they have now, making sure your customer is happy and, you know, to where they'll, they'll come back and, and get another one. You know, that's not the, that's not the last animal they're ever going to buy. You know, it may, but he probably told, uh, uh, you know, five friends that, man, this is, this is the place. If you want anything like this, this is where you go to get it. This is where you need to go do business because, uh, you know, I had this problem, and I just took it back, and they corrected it, or you know, any anything like that. That uh, you know, I think I think people kind of getting away from that uh, that old school idea, I guess you would say. Yeah, and it's a shame because you know, in in my profession, I see it all the time. You know, most lawyers are, uh, you know, they're bad people. I I hate to say well, it, but you know, at least that's how they're perceived because. Lawyers are, are primarily thought of as, you know, hey, you know, give me the money, and then maybe we'll talk about your problem. And, you know, it's, it's a terrible way to run business, but that's how it seems that the business model in this country has shifted away from the old-fashioned values that made America such a great country to begin with. And now it's a lot of deception and lies, and you've got, you know, massive – um, recalls every month because products aren't made properly. And, you know, what you said is so important because I want, as a business owner, I want people to say, hey, dealing with him or his company was the best thing that ever happened to me. And yeah. that has so much more value than taking a ton of money from somebody, giving them a mediocre product, and they're never going to come back and they're never going to tell their friends. So, you know, it's so important. What advice would you give to a small business owner about being, you know, or, or operating with integrity? How? What, what advice would you have for them? Well, I mean, I think if you're you're thinking about any company that that lasts, um, you know, that integrity it, it, is so important, especially in any local business. And I think. When when somebody comes in that door is is treating everybody with with respect and and keeping that integrity alive to where uh, you know hey when I when I say that this product is good um, you know if you take it home and it isn't right bring it back and and I think you may you may lose five dollars on that product but the the impression that you made on that one person for standing behind exactly what you told him when he left. I think uh, the, the, that value will never stop multiplying because, uh, especially with the, with the gossip in the world today, that they'll they will they won't ever stop telling people. You know, they could tell twenty thousand people on the internet when they get home of the good or the bad that uh, that that you just performed. And I think working hard. I mean, we went over every part of what a good business is. You know, working hard. Uh, you know, and, and standing behind what you say. And uh, you know, and being ready for the adversity that 
yeah, not every product is going to work that uh, work perfect. But how you, how are you going to stand behind that uh, you know that one instance? And and I'm sure it's the same for you that not everything um, goes just perfect. But hey, I've got this now. I've got a problem. How am I going to deal with it? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see uh, the the best way to get through it, and get it behind us, and have my uh, you know consumer to where he he's happy as well. And then we'll we'll get past it and find the next problem. Yeah. No, I think that you have, I, I in, in my opinion at least, given people so many lessons. I mean, people might look at you and say, oh, he's a cowboy. But, you know, you have, have so much experience, and you really, I think, hammered home some of the basic ideas that we try to teach small businesses all the time. And what you said is so valuable and so important, and I wish that more companies operated the way that you do. You know, I think there's something to be said for that, that, that old-fashioned feel when dealing with people in business because, you know, there's that level of trust and comfort, and I think it's so important. So I, I think that the lessons that we've talked about today, the things that you've mentioned, I think if you are listening to this and, and you, know, you either have a business, you are opening a business, if you use these principles that Cord's talking about, you know, it, it doesn't matter that Cord's a bull rider. You can, you can take what he's talking about and apply it everywhere to any situation, to any business. And I think that you'll see success. You know, let me ask you this, Cord. Are you happy? Uh, yes, sir. I, see, that's, 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 a, that's a thing that uh, I, I, get, I get to pick what I do. And I think um, people get strung out chasing uh, chasing the the almighty dollar may you may call it um uh, and, and i i think there's there is a uh you know what, what is success is that uh you know i'm sitting right where i want to sit and i'm doing exactly what i want to do and uh you know maybe being a cowboy is not something that you 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 get rich on and um uh, but it's what i love to do I, I love to uh you know work animals and and feed cattle and ride horses it's what i love to do and uh, and i think that's you know i've kind of created my own business around you know what this is if this is my last is this my last day this is my last hoorah this is what i want to be doing today and i think that makes it the, a lot easier now, if if you if you want to if you love sales uh you know do something in sales if you love manufacturing do manufacturing because uh you know the 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 value of being able to get up in the morning and going to do what you want to do is pretty important, uh, but but work. <laughs> don't don't let yourself. Uh, I want to I want to sit around. That ain't that's not going to be. Uh, that's not going to work. But when you love what you do, it's easy to put the time in. And I think oh, that yeah. so so many people right. They go to work every day. They punch the time clock. They hate what they're doing. There's no passion in what they're doing, and it's just a job. But when you when you kind of turn that corner and you find what you love to do and then you 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 know take a chance and you make a go at it, I think that you know what you said is critical. I mean, if you can come home from work every day and say, you know, man, it was tough. There were some challenges, but I had a great day. I like what I'm doing. I mean, that's worth more than you know a large salary, in my opinion. That's success, right there. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. 
Um, Court, I want to get to um, the question that we're going to pull, and that's going to be uh, the, the determining factor in who wins the autographed hat. Oh, so, did, you, did you see that? Did you see the hat, Peter? I did. I did. It looks uh, like hey, a there's, hat that there's you guys used. The the particular hat that uh, I'm sending has got about a about a an inch of sweat on the sweatband. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's some there's there's some work been done around this range on that hat there. So you'd be uh, you you can you can you can see the you see the 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 work in it right there. All right, so this is a this is not a shelf hat. This is a, a <laughs> no, hard work not hat. A shelf hat. Not not right, it's so. not even a church hat. <laughs> All right, so the question that uh, – the first person that posted the question is Arrow uh, De Los Santos, and here's his question, and then um, obviously he's going to be the winner of the hat, so we're excited for him. Congrats. Uh, here's his question. He says, Cord, from watching The Amazing Race, it seems like you and Jet are very competitive. I find that when it comes to academics in my career, I try to cultivate a healthy amount of competitive spirit – but when I ask my professors and my colleagues about it, they tell me that I'm too competitive from time to time. Are the uh, sorts of values and ethics that you abide by when you're competing to remain competitive yet remain fair and honest without going overboard? Hmm. I, I think uh, Jet and I are really, really competitive. Jet and I actually are one year, one month, and three days apart in age. Uh, so everything that we've done in life has been competitive. I mean, from from running to the barn to I mean everything. We we've we've competed, and um, you know, for me to to even think that I wouldn't be competitive, um, you know, I, I said it earlier. I started riding in a, an arena when I was you know five years old. And that's how I've made my living was in competition. Um, so yes, very competitive. But you know, I think there is a uh, there, there's there's a bigger there's a bigger bigger scheme out there, a bigger goal in mind. You know, and I think you can relate this right back to to business. And that uh, you know we're 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 racing every day, and you wanna you wanna you want to run the race to win whatever you're doing. But, uh, you know, there's, there's just, uh, there's certain things that, uh, you know, maybe it's a sense of, of, of fairness, maybe that, um, you know, I, I think, I think you, you want to be able to look back and say, you know what, I did this right. And I did everything that I could do. Um, you know, and I put my whole, my whole body, my mind, everything into this race. But uh, you know, if you have to look back and say, "Well, I'm you know I'm glad I cheated here, I did this there," and I think it kind of takes the value of the win out in a sense. So, so you're a big believer in in, in fair and square, right? Oh yeah, and I think I think you uh, if you if you earn something, uh, you know you you were fair and square. You know if you if you cheated, then you might as well go have your own buckle made. It's not yeah. Not, not the same thing. It's uh, uh, it, there's nothing better than when somebody else cheats and you still winning. That's 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 what makes my day, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but yeah, I, I try to you know, 
keep things fair and square. And I, I think people, even in, in business as well, think get the wrong idea that they act like every race is the last race. And no, we still have to we have to deal with these people again later. You know, the same group of guys that I compete against this week, I'm probably going to compete against them next week. So, in a, in a sense, that's uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing business with the with the same group. That if I treat them bad this week, you know, I'm you know probably not going to get the help from them next week. So uh, you try to try to keep that in mind when with anything. You know, it's it sounds like you've just got such a good sense and, and set of values, and I think that you know it's so important for people today to kind of establish their own values because honesty, integrity, hard work. You know, it sounds like you know you probably have a strong faith. I think all these mm-hmm. things are so important, and they're so lacking in today's world. And if you just sat down and, and sort of cultivated those values, I think the world would be a better place. I think that business would be a better place. I mean, you'd be able to compete with a competitor, right, a competitive uh, competitor in business, but right. you do so in a way that's honest and fair. And, and that's the way it should be, not undercutting and cheating and lying and throwing morals completely out the window. You know, well, I think when you, when, you lo- when you lose some of that stuff... <laughs> You know, you're kind of blended in with the world, and you're losing the respect too. And and, and man, just just the the world out there has got it's got to be a a jungle out there. You know, sometimes you just hate to even uh, you know turn on the TV to just think of uh, you know what's going on out there. And I think people people get the wrong idea because I've been all the way around the world, and I've met some of the nicest people in every country that I've been to and I'm like wow you know where are these guys at on the news you know I'm like this has got to get out there's so many good people there's so many valuable people there's so many hard working people out there that you're like why don't you guys make the news these are the yeah. people that I want to know about and I think uh, you know I you just don't give the whole world enough credit in to the, the value and how many good people are out there because we keep highlighting this one guy in this one city does this one thing and he's all over the news for all week when there's a billion, you know, good, hard working whatever country you're in. And and I think uh you know, that, that kinda gives me a little bit more sense of pride of uh humanity, I guess, is just to see all the good people out there. No, and and that's really, really an excellent point. It's an excellent comment. And uh you know, I, I I, I think you should go out and, and, and do some motivational speaking because I think you'd really benefit so many people. I mean, the stories that you have, but the values that you, you, you convey, it's, it's really admirable. So I think that more people should really sort of take on that, that cowboy mentality, if you will, because you're, good, you're, you're a good person. And I think that that translates well, into good business. It's it's it the the sport that I grew up in is a pretty humbling sport and 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 I think that as much as you try to tell people and tell people this is what I do this is what I do that I I feel like you know what just come to the ranch one day and and follow us around you know in in a sense that when you uh when you 
watch the sun come up and you know there's not a whistle that blows at five o'clock and you know the the, the cows don't know that uh, you just get off work or it, it just started so the work that kind of goes into it um you know I, I think people would 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 see our lives a lot easier just coming to spend because i can tell you how hard to work and i can tell you what i do and i can tell you how i rough through it but uh you know you see the the wrinkles and <laughs> Mine Jet's face and the calluses on our hands, you know, but uh you come see the work yourself. It's uh, it's pretty hard to explain. Well, I want to congratulate Errol for winning the hat and we'll get his contact information um off the air and then Cord will send the hat to you. So congratulations. Cord, before we wrap up and I let you go, a uh, couple things. First of all, I want to let you know that we've had a number of comments while we've been on the air and some callers that we've not been able to get to. I don't know if you would consider perhaps coming back at a later date and just spending maybe a half an hour and going through some of these questions that have come in. I don't know if that's hey, something people yeah. will do. Okay, great. And the other thing I want to do is I want to give people ways to contact you, to get in touch with you, because I think that after people listen to this show, you know, we get a tremendous amount of people that download the show through iTunes and, uh, and listen to it you know, at, at their own time, not while it's live. Uh, how yeah. can they go back and contact you? How can they come and see you? What you know? What what contact information do you want to give out to them? Well, I have a, uh, a Cord McCoy fan page on Facebook, and I also have a Twitter. So yeah, I think you can you can get hold of anybody in the world today. So. Yep. And now, do you have on your ranch? Do you uh, do you ever take people out there? Do you ever let people come by and, and see what goes on? Uh, I have before. It just kind of getting uh, getting our our schedule. Uh, sometimes you might have to put your hat on and uh, come work with us. <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> like we don't we don't stop and show the ranch off. But uh, if you need to come in, you can just you can just work right with us. You can help us haul hay or shovel crap or something. You can, uh, you can you're more than welcome to jump right in and work. All right. Well, Court, thank you so much for being on today. I really really appreciate it. And I really think that what we've talked about today is so valuable. And I hope that a lot of people kind of see your honesty and say, I want to be more like that in, in my personal life, in my business life. I think that the world would be a better place. Thank you so much again. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get in touch, and hopefully you'll come back on and we can get through some of these questions. And, uh, yeah, well, I hope, everybody, uh, I hope everybody works hard and enjoys life because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing and it's a precious thing, so you might as well enjoy it. Couldn't have said it better. Cord, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. So we just had Cord McCoy on from the Amazing Race, and, um, you know, tremendously appreciative for him being on. And I think that the lessons that, that, you know, you can learn from today's show are so critical. Just listen to what he said. Listen to the way that he talked about things, Um, you know, Really, really inspiring when you think about it. Here's a guy who was seriously injured. I mean, he had to learn how to talk again and, you know, just kind of powered through it and got back up on, on the horse. I mean, talk about a cliche, right? But that's what he did. And, you know, he's, he's a success because of his outlook, because of his values. You know, if I was going to be buying and selling animals, um, I, would, I would go with him. 
he's an honest guy. You know, he's got this sense of integrity and loyalty, and that's so important, and it's so missing in today's world. When I deal with people, whether it's a vendor or, or even a client, I want to know that we can trust each other. I want to know that we can work together because there's nothing worse than having to keep your defenses up all the time because then you don't do a good job when you're worried about someone going to complain about your product or complain about your service. So, you know, we look to see what sort of values our clients have too because we want to have that good working relationship. So, you know, I think that if you, if you listen to this episode maybe once or twice and kind of dissect what Cord's saying uh, and apply those lessons to your personal life, to your small business, to your large business, I think that you'll see that you will be more successful, right? And again, success is not defined in, in one way or another. It's what you believe success to be. If success is making a million dollars to you, but to me, success is being able to live with myself when I go home at night and see my family and, and say, I know I did a good job for these people today. Well, you know, you, that's your own definition of success, but I think you will be more successful employing some of the qualities and values and um, things that we talked about today. Determination, hard work. I mean, those are keys to success. Hard work. You know, so many times people say, oh, I, I'd like to do this, I wish this, I hope that. There's no such thing as, as success through wishing and hoping. Right? You've got to do it. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the effort. You've got to work. All of these people that you see either on TV or in your daily life who are successful, it's because they have worked and they have practiced. It is not because they had something handed to them. Right? I mean, people that say, oh, um, he's lucky. Now, he might have been lucky, if you will, by getting a particular opportunity. But if that person wasn't ready, wasn't in peak mental and physical condition to accept that challenge, when, when the luck came along, if he wasn't ready, he wouldn't have, have achieved whatever it was that he had the, the opportunity to achieve. So there's no substitute for hard work. There's no shortcuts. There's no easy way if you're going to do it the right way. There are tons of people who take shortcuts. Um, manufacturers will come up with, with really bad product, and they make a bit of money, but the product has problems, gets recalled. Now, who's going to go back to that company over and over and over again? What kind of reputation do, do they have? Oh, yeah, they have this product, but... Did you know that, you know, every year they seem to be recalled? That's not a good reputation. That's not going to instill confidence, and that's not going to make you a lasting company or a lasting business person. You're going to be a one-hit wonder, and if that's good enough for you, fine, but it's not the way that you should structure your business. You should be thinking about the duration, the long haul, how to do things to make your brand last for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. You know, he talked about overcoming adversity and focusing on the positives, the things that he's thankful for in his life. You know, here he is, he's trying to, to, to relearn how to talk, and he's looking around saying to himself, 
wow, that person has a stroke, that person's in a wheelchair, I don't have it so bad. And that's because that's what he focused on. He focused on the positive that he could, could take from the situation. And, you know, you heard him today. No problem speaking at all. Right? I mean, he fought through this, but it's because of what he focused on. If you sit in your house and you focus on the negative, or you sit in your office and all you see is the negative, that's all your brain is going to highlight in your world is the negative. You need to shift your focus to focus on the positive because when you're focused on the positive elements of, of your life or your business, then your brain sort of opens up and says, all right, let's solve this problem. Let's come up with a solution. Let's not shut down because we're depressed and you know, things are terrible. Let's find the solution. So that was a, a very good lesson. Obviously, integrity you know, having some sort of moral code. There's nothing that's more important than that if you want to succeed in business. So I think today was a very good show with a lot of very good lessons. Cord McCoy is a stand-up guy. I think that, um, you know, people should try to emulate those sort of, of values that he talked about. I think that we'd all be happier people and, uh, and have a better business environment maybe make the world a, a nicer place to be. So I want to thank you, and I want to thank Cord again. Congratulate Errol for winning the hat. Uh, again, Errol will contact you, and we'll get your shipping information, and then Cord will send the hat directly to you. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you should be downloading the free app on the iTunes Store exclusively for iPad and iPhone, and it allows you to ask questions, your legal questions, directly to a lawyer at my office and have the answers given to you. You don't have to search the Internet anymore and wonder if the legal information that you are, uh, are obtaining is accurate. You're going to be able to do it right from your iPhone or from your iPad. It's free. There's no charge to download the app. There's no charge for the, uh, the, the questions. You'll also find a full list of our videos as well as um, our, um, our podcasts and the radio show. You, it's, it's all there. So I encourage you to do that. Go to the iTunes store, search up Law Offices of Peter J. Lamont, and you'll find the app. Download it for free. Uh, next week on Thursday, you'll see posts in social media. We're going to have a, um, a horror flick actress on. It's going to be very interesting. And we'll give you all of her details, what we're going to talk about, and uh, some background on her on our social media site. So look for that. Um, and then links to Cord's uh, Facebook and Twitter page will be put in the comments section underneath this video once it's posted on YouTube. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. I hope that everybody learned something, that there was some value in today's discussion with Cord. And I want you to remember that there's power in understanding the law.